good afternoon, everybody. Um, first of all, let me introduce myself. My name is Alan Brown. Um, I'm a solution architect with a partner program. Um, me and my team focus very much around migrations, and um, I thought about doing this talk, and I, I'd, been, I'd been talking to a few customers over a couple of months um, who were very early in the enterprise journey um, to AWS, and they'd been thinking about, you know, we, we kind of have an idea how we want to go about it. We kind of have an idea that we'd like somebody to help us do it, but who? Who do we, who do we go to? How do we go about figuring out who is the right person to help us? Do we talk to the partner we've been talking to all along? Do we go to a new partner? You know, what is that? And, and I spent a bit of time going through that with them, and, it, it, you know, I had this conversation a few times, so I thought I'd talk about it today. Now, I also understand that I'm all that stands between you and the replay party, and uh, Martin Garrix is going to be incredible tonight, I suspect. I, I don't like that type of music, and I even like his music. So I think it's going to be awesome. So to sweeten the pot, I was going to do a bit of Q&A at the end, um, but I'm also... Problem with the mic? All right, a little bit closer. Sorry about this. Um, better? Yeah? Okay. So to sweeten the pot a little bit... Um, I was going to do a Q&A, but I'm more than happy to talk about the IPv6 launch that we just did for EC2 in Ohio in a blog post an hour ago. So if anybody doesn't want me to do that, put up your hand now. I suspect you all want to hear about that. All right. So that's what I'm going to do. I don't have slides for it, but I'll talk about it anyway. So how do you go about selecting a migration partner? Somebody who's going to be able to help you get from your data center today to AWS. And the answer is pretty simple. Those of us who have wives and girlfriends, we kind of know this process. And there are some steps to take. So what am I going to give you out of the session? Some questions you need to ask yourself. Some things you need to know about yourself. Some questions you need to have for your partners before you jump in and start going. And finally, I'm going to tell you about some partners that we know can help you do the journey. But I'm going to leave that right to the very end. This is not a sales pitch. I'm not going to pitch any partners specifically. This is about you as the customer, not really about the partner. I'll show you where you can go find some partners. But mostly I'm going to talk about you. So we have our partner ecosystem is full of vendors who can help you get to AWS, both ISVs, SIs, global SIs, operations, tooling, vendors, it's at times a little bit overwhelming. How do you figure out who is going to help you get to AWS and get to AWS in a way that works for you? So the two biggest things here is figuring out who you are and what partner you can select that is going to give you what you want out of your migration. No two customers are the same. You've all been here for a few days, and you've heard from many, many customers and many, many people who have been successful moving to AWS. But no one of them did that the same. No one of them wanted the same things. They wanted the things that were important to their business. And their partner has to support that. And your decision about who you get to help you along that journey needs to support that vision. So, very, very simple checklist about what you need to go through before you're ready to select a partner. 
or even start talking to partners. And I bring this back to that thing about, you know, our personal relationships. You've got to get to know yourself. You've got to know who you are. You have to know what you want. You have to know what your priorities are. And in some cases, that's not very simple. In many cases, you'll have short-term priorities, you'll have long-term priorities, and you'll have everything in between, and those will change. And you need to be able to select someone who is going to help you meet both short- and long-term objectives. And you need to be able to quantify those objectives early on. I've spoken to many, many customers who say, I started migrating before I knew why I was doing it. And many of them have had to stop and reevaluate and go back and think about why they were starting to migrate in the first place. That is the, one of the single most important questions to have a good answer for before you talk to a partner, before you migrate out of your data center to AWS. Because the decisions that you make about your priorities and why you're doing it heavily impact the way that you implement. And I'll talk a little bit about in depth about that just now. And then finally, how do you want to migrate? You're going to get, you're going to want somebody who's going to do it the way that you want to do it. And I'll talk through, we have some rough buckets where we see migrations happening and the way customers go about it. And I'll talk through those three buckets, but there are also some gray areas in between. And, you know, I think what you'll find is that you'll fall into a couple of those and the selection that you make are very much tied into those various buckets. I'm going to adjust this mic because I feel like I'm going in and out a little bit, right? Is that a bit better? Yeah, that seems a bit more reliable. All right, so what are the things that you're going to AWS to get? You're going there to get agility. You're going there to get a better time to market. You're going there to take advantage of innovation, and you're going there to, take, to save money. You heard many customers throughout the last few days talk about how they've achieved these things on AWS. And you're going to want to achieve these when you're migrating to AWS. But in any kind of large migration where you're moving hundreds or thousands of applications, sometimes you can't get all of that at once. So you need to understand why you're doing it. You need to understand what your priorities are. You need to be able to go today... I'm very interested in agility for some of my applications, and for others, I'm very interested in, in saving money. Or I'm going to do a quick lift and shift to AWS. I'm going to get as much out of my data center as quickly as possible so I can start saving money today, and I will figure out how to make my dev teams a little bit more agile a couple of months from now. Those are decisions that are unique to every migration. Every customer has different thinking about that. And... Tying this back to why we're talking about this as a part, as we're in a partner context, the partner that you pick needs to be able to support your particular priorities and making sure that you get the things that you need to get early on and later on in your migration and through the entire lifetime of your migration, getting those things out of your partner in a supportive way, in a way that helps you be ultimately successful. So, what are your preferences? And when I say preferences, I'm not talking about preferences for parts. I'm talking about preferences for how you do technology. Are you an invented here partner? Are you, or a customer, excuse me. 
Do you prefer to outsource your work? Or do you want to build inside skills? Do you want your business, and traditionally, is your business a business that builds technology skills? Or are you in the business of not building those, but being the right partners to help you build it? Not all partners will be able to give you both of those things. And you need to be careful when you're making that, that you understand who you are as a customer before you push forward with validating partners. Next up, you want to think about what are your internal reasons Excuse me, I can't read this because I'm blind and I've forgotten where I am. Sorry, what are your internal AWS resources and experiences? And this is very important. No matter what partner you bring in and no matter what decision you make about how to migrate, you have to have the right skills to be able to execute on your plan. Every business needs to be able to build the skills. Chris was talking um, uh, in James Hamilton's uh, um, talk last night from Trainline, and he said the first thing that we did was we sent 75% of our staff in AWS training and certification. They just sent a whole bunch of people. And the reason they did that is because they wanted to do it themselves. They were super interested in using supportive technology and supportive partners, but they wanted to do it themselves. So that meant that they had to have the right skills. They had to have built some experience. So they started with a few applications and then they did more. And they needed to build out some model of what they could do as a business on AWS. And that is a very important step in figuring out what support, of, what support you require from your partners that you bring in for your migration. If you're going to do it yourself and the only partners you're talking about are ISVs and operational tool vendors, you're going to need lots of skills. All the way through, I just need people who, you know, domain experts, I'm going to bring in a partner who's going to do most of the work for me, in which case you need some skills, but you don't need to send 75% of your organization. And the trade-offs between that is how quickly you can move and how many people in your business can support that migration. So those are some things to think about before you embark down this road. Then finally, do you have any existing partners who can support you? Now, I've heard both sides of this conversation. I've spoken to customers who say, I have vendors um, who do uh, server hosting for me, they do database management, they do a whole bunch of things for me, and I love them, I want to keep working with them, or I want to find a new one. I don't like what they're doing. I don't think that they give me what I need out of AWS. I want to find a new partner. I've heard both sides of this. So you need to very closely assess your existing partnerships. Because the benefit of keeping an existing partner is that you will be able to, you've already got the relationships, you already understand how to work with them. The benefit of going with a new partner is you have an opportunity at sometimes a do-over. You can get in the partner who you know will meet all of your requirements. So you need to carefully assess your existing partner relationships and understand whether they're the ones who are going to help you be successful. So, now that you know who you are, now that you understand your priorities, now that you understand what you're trying to get out of your migration, what are your options? What are your options at this point? And I'm going to talk about these three. And I touched on them very, very briefly. Do it yourself. I'm 
As a customer, I'm interested in building sophisticated tool sets. I'm interested in getting a lot of people trained. I want to run this environment. I want to do everything myself. I'm going to do it myself. The second option is, I want to do most of it myself, but I don't actually know how to do it. I need somebody to teach me to fish. Come in, show me what to do, help me build platforms, help me build the things that will get me started and get me on a successful path. And then I'll kind of take over from there. It also gives my people an opportunity to learn and go through an experience. And then finally, just do it for me. I have four data centers that I need to get out of before the lease expires in 12 months' time. I don't have time to do training. I don't have time to get a lot of people on board to do this. I just need somebody who knows what they're doing to come in and just do it all for me. So let's dive into those a little bit. Why would, what are your characteristics when you want to do it yourself? Well, you know exactly what you want. You know what you want. You know how to get there. You've got some experience with AWS. You've probably built some stuff on AWS. You want to focus on re-architecture and re-platform above all else. So, you know, the, the default, if you're, just, if you're just going to get somebody to pick up your stuff and drop it down, a lot of that is re-host. It's lift and shift. You don't get to retire a lot of technical debt. But I want to do, um, I want to do significant re-architecture. I want to do significant re-platforming. I want to move towards a no-ops model or a, a, highly, um, a highly leveraged DevOps model. And therefore, I know that the only way to do that is I'm going to have to operate a lot of that myself. I'm going to have to teach my dev teams, and they're going to have to do a lot of their own migrations. So should you do it yourself? Well, never underestimate that if you do something yourself and your application teams and your operations teams do it themselves, Never underestimate how much they will know about the end product. One of the biggest things that in my personal, in my personal history, working with, you know, I, I built a couple of MSPs in my time, and one of, those, one of those biggest issues I always had were my people were terrible at documenting customer environments. They were really awful at knowing what the customer cares about or will care about two years from now. They're also not as good at understanding what the exact outcomes were that the customer wanted. So from that perspective, having done it yourself gives you an awful lot of leverage to know that you understand what your environment looks like and how to operate it and how to evolve it going forward. You want to maximize what you get from AWS. That is not to say that working with partners does not maximize what you get out of AWS, but your unique application migration stories, your domain experts will be able to give you exactly what you want. What is the biggest thing that you, that you need to make sure of before you go down this road? The reality is you're committing your business to a significant change in direction, and therefore you're committing significant resources to it. You are sending 75% of your people on training. You are sending them for AWS certifications, and you're directing the effort towards this. So you need to understand that that is the commitment you're making. You need to get buy-in that that is what the, the right thing to do for your business, and you need to just go. So the biggest thing that you need to think about is this. Are you ready to commit to that path? So what do you need to put in place? Well, you need an awful lot of expertise. You need a lot of people who can execute on your plan. 
in most cases, you should have and should have developed by now a completely staffed cloud operational, oh, oh, excuse me, cloud center of excellence. These are the people who will be your backbone of expertise. They're the ones where when you hand off a migration to a development or to a, to a dev team or an application team, they're the ones who are going to get the sticky questions. They're the ones who are going to build your platform for CI, CD. They're the ones who are going to solve your data masking problems if you're working in fintech and you have sensitive data and you want to mask it. They're the ones who are going to solve the difficult problems and the platform solutions that you need to build for your landing zone on AWS. You should have some experience. You should have some experience going at building with DevOps, and you should have had some experience and should have some experienced people that can support your development teams and having done migrations. So in most cases, partners who go down this road will do it slowly. They'll do a few applications in day one. A couple of months later, they'll do a few more, and they'll do it in waves and grow their migration to eventually get to the point where they can turn off data centers. So... What partners would you be thinking about in this model? Well, mostly the partners here that you're going to need are technology partners. It's operational technology that will help you operate your landing zone, be secure, be compliant. They're going to be partners that are going to help you um, do the actual migrations. Um, so you're talking about technology partners, ISVs. They're the ones who are going to really have uh, the most impact for you here. Again, I'll come back to exactly where you find these partners. I don't want to go into that a little bit too much right now, but you want to look for the ISVs that are recommended that can help you be successful. So a couple of partners who have been down, a couple of customers who have been down this road. Um, Under Armour have done uh, a lot of work with their, their fitness platform, uh, Connected Fitness, and they saw that as partially a lot of work, but there was a lot of stuff that they needed to take with them. So they developed a lot of internal skills, they developed a COE, and they built out the ability for them to run this platform and move this platform to AWS. Major League Baseball, Advanced Media, uh, were at our keynote, they were in our keynote last year, and they did the most phenomenal demonstration with uh, StatsTrack. It's the first time I've ever understood anything about baseball. And um, through that demonstration, what they showed was this massive piece of technology that relied on many moving parts. Some of that was new, some of that was old. But through that journey, they had built up significant AWS skills and they'd executed using a variety of AWS technology partners to get their StatTrack platform running on AWS, getting thousands of measurements every second in baseball games and being able to create an enhanced experience for their viewers. So this is the DIY path. It's a little bit, it requires a lot of commitment, and I think a lot of customers are actually pretty excited about this. But then you get to the next type of migration, which is teach me to fish. This is one where a lot of the customers that I've spoken to, particularly over the last week, have kind of been. Not quite confident enough. We don't have enough people who are skilled. We don't understand what we think we, what road we think we're going to go down. We want to get to DevOps. We want a lot of control of our migration, but we don't know how to do it. We need somebody to come and help us. So, what you should think, what should, why would you want to do this? Well, again, you get an awful lot of, you know an awful lot about your environment because your people are really the ones doing the migrations. The partner you bring in is somebody who's going to help you build out a platform, 
and ultimately get you ready, get that landing zone ready to go, give you the tools you need um, so that you can migrate and you can get your application teams working on this. You also get to adopt things like DevOps. You get to, um, you get to build out the types of uh, platforms that allow you to move towards DevOps and NoOps in a lot of cases. Because again, your people are very involved. They're very hands-on throughout this. And when you go through this model, you're asking somebody to teach you, somebody who's an expert. So you have experience on tap. When you run into those really difficult problems that start to hold you up, you're able to pull somebody in who says, okay, we've got this. We know how to solve this problem. And this is particularly in the verticals uh, like healthcare and life sciences and fintech where you're dealing with a lot of regulatory requirements, a lot of compliance requirements. Moving an application to AWS, if you've been to a bunch of technical sessions this week, one of you've got a couple of engineers who've been there, they know how to do that. That's not the difficult part. The difficult part is when you start going, in, within my compliance area, I have certain logging requirements, and I need to understand what data needs to be masked. I need to understand how to mask it. These things are things that you want to potentially bring in experts who have done it before. You don't want to reinvent the wheel. You can bring in somebody who says, I got it, I know the answers, here's exactly how you do it. Again, this is very much a self-driven model. Your engineers are doing a lot of the work, your development teams are doing a lot of the work. So you're, you're looking at doing, an, again, a commitment on your development teams and your IT teams to help you get this done. So what do you need to have in place? You probably need an early COE. You probably need to understand why, you, why you're going, and you definitely need to understand why you're going. And finally, you need to be ready to commit the people. When that partner comes on board and they've built out the platform, you need to be ready to commit the people to actually going. And I put this on this slide, and it's a replica of the previous, but I put it here because it's important that you're going to bring a partner on board. You're now going to be paying somebody for their time. And very often I hear stories about, you know, uh, customers been going ahead with their migration. They've brought in a partner. And at that point, they've gone, oh, where are we going to get the people? Who's actually going to be on the team? Who's going to manage them? Who's going to project management manage it? Who's going to TPM it? Those are the kinds of questions that you should resolve up front before you go, okay, let's find a partner, let's bring them in. Who is actually going to do the work from your side and be ready to commit them when you bring that, that, those, that partner in? The moment you start paying somebody for their time, get the value from that time. So... What kind of partners, partners are you looking for? Partners who support transformative migrations. Uh, we have a, a subset of partners um, that are specifically skilled at this. They come in, they're good at DevOps, they're good at NoOps, they've got vertical experience, and they can come in and they can teach you everything you need to know and provide you the platforms that you need to build on top of and to get your engineers moving and get your development teams moving. And they're going to give you those skills on tap that you need when you need them. So what's the next? Uh, so here we've got two customers who have gone down this road. Tinyco, working with one of our partners, have migrated a significant number of their gaming applications and also, in addition to that, use the same platforms that Pythian built for them not just for the migration, but also to build their new technology. 
So these kind of partners can not just help you give you a platform for getting your developers and your operations people to move your applications, but they're also giving you a platform that you can keep building new things on top of. It's reusable. It's something that you can take advantage of for the next 10 years to grow your estate in AWS. Rent-a-Center with Flux 7 um, took a traditional enterprise application in the form of SAP Hybris, and they containerized it and built a platform that let Rent-a-Center deploy these kind of enterprise um, monolithic applications to AWS in a way that's given them significant operational leverage and has significantly reduced their operational burden and given the SAP developers a lot more flexibility in being able to deploy development environments and UAT environments very, very quickly to support the e-commerce platform. So these are some examples of customers who've said, I want to go, I just don't know how, come and show me but mostly I'm going to own it myself. The third category is the do it for me. I've got these data centers. The leases are running out. I want out of my data center. I don't have time to build a COE. I don't have time to train lots of people. Um, we just need to go. Now, again, this is, this is something that's somewhat common that we talk to customers. Um, we've seen this more and more over the last couple of years as the enterprise has said, we're ready for AWS. AWS is going to help us be more successful. And they've said, I want somebody to come in and do it. So who are you? Why do you, when do you want to get somebody in to do it? You're relatively new to AWS. When I say relatively new, I mean not in terms of time, but in terms of experience. How many workloads have you migrated to AWS? Have you done any POCs? Have you proven that your operational model works? Most customers who are relatively new adopters, particularly in the enterprise space, are still figuring a lot of these things out. And you may not want to take more time to figure those things out and how they apply to your particular business case. There's a lot of information on, there, on this out there, and you can get hold of it. But again, no two customers are the same. You want to think about what the, what the problems are for your business that you need to specifically solve. You're finally committed. You've decided that you want to close down those data centers and move them to AWS. Again, this is something where AWS is going to be investing a lot of time over the next years to help customers get to the point where they can say yes. Because you can't tell somebody to come in and do it for you until you're ready to say yes. Many times we've heard stories about partners coming in and they start thinking about this and start putting things in place and the brakes go on because somebody hasn't signed off on it yet. There's some stakeholders that aren't ready to go. Okay, what are the benefits? Well, you do get to move awfully quickly because these kind of partners come in, they've got migration factories, they throw dozens of people at the problem, they know what they're doing, they know how they're going to do it, and they can really help you move with a big bang. They can move out entire data centers. Uh, we saw um, Delaware North shut down a data center in something like two weeks with this kind of approach. And it really gave them the ability to move very, very quickly. It's a lift and shift approach. So you do have a few sacrifices you're giving away with this. You're not getting, uh, you're not getting to retire a lot of technical debt, which isn't great. You probably don't want to be in that position where 
you, you want to sometimes retire a lot of technical debt, but this kind of approach doesn't give you a lot of options there. Um, in some simple applications, maybe, but when you start looking at monolithic enterprise applications, you have to know in advance that that is something that you're sacrificing, and you're building on the next phase of your migration, which is, okay, it's now running on AWS. How is it going to, how are we going to evolve it from there? How are we going to make it use platform services which reduce our operational burden and reduce our retire, help us retire some technical debt? One of the things we've been talking about and are very excited about is the potential of our, you know, of our partnership with VMware when it comes to exactly the sort of migration story. I want to get my servers on AWS. I want to start running my workloads there. And over time, I'm going to, um, I'm going to look at using things like RDS and Redshift. And I'm going to start taking advantage of the services that AWS gives me to be more efficient operationally um, and save a lot of money. So what do you need to think about this? Well, you still need some people involved from your side. You need some domain expertise because, quite frankly, anybody you bring in to do that is going to look at it very, very flat. They're going to say, he has a server with an application on it. They're going to think about it as an operating system. They don't know the tricky things that go on in your environments. You're going to need domain experts to help you get it done. Um, you're going to need stakeholder buy-in. And you're going to need commitment from stakeholders because these are the people that own the applications. Some of the most awkward conversations I've been in with customers and partners is we'll be sitting in a room with, with team A and everything goes great because they got told that they were moving to AWS. You walk down the hall, you walk into team B and the manager's like, who are you and why are you talking to me about this? Um, that doesn't help migrations go very quickly. In fact, that holds them up pretty badly. So, We've got a couple of partners who are embarking on very big migrations moving very, very quickly. Capital One uh, recently committed to a very, very large migration with AWS, moving thousands of applications out of many data centers. They use more than, more than you know, one AWS partner who is really putting boots on the ground and expertise on the ground, helping them move in a really big bang approach, getting out of their data centers as quickly as possible. GE have gone down a similar path, uh, oil and gas, um, committed a lot of time working with several partners, large partners, GSIs, born in the cloud partners, who were able to help them move very, very quickly out of their data centers to AWS. So how do you find these partners? Well, one URL, that one. If you get nothing else out of this, that URL is fine by me. That URL points to the partners that we recommend for each of the various stories that I've told you. We've gone and spent a lot of work. We've figured out who are the right ISVs. We've gone and figured out who are the partners who are going to help you build the platform. We're going to have, we've gone and figured out who are the partners who are great at DevOps. And we've also gone and figured out who are the partners who can come in and put boots on the ground and have proven success and you know will help you be successful in your move to AWS. So in the interest of 5.30 or now 6 o'clock on a Thursday afternoon, I did push through this pretty quickly. And at this point, I was going to do a Q&A and let you all go get ready for your party. But um, I'm just going to go back one. And I'm going to ask, does anybody mind, instead of doing the Q&A, any, would anybody prefer if I talked about IPv6? Very recent announcement. Anybody object to it? 
Okay, so um, yesterday we, or earlier today, uh, we announced that IPv6 is now available in AWS VPC for EC2 instances. Um, right now it's only available in Ohio, in our Ohio region, our newest region. And what it gives you is the ability to assign a slash 56 IPv6 range out of our unicast address range to your VPC and then gain a 64-bit range for any subnet that you want to assign. Those addresses are publicly, uh, publicly routable. Um, they are fully IPv6 standards, and they're part of our general broad, uh, unicast address range. Um, for privates, because this changes the paradigm a little bit about IP addressing, uh, if, you want, uh, if you want to build private subnets, what we think of as previously as private subnets, we have provided something that you attach to that subnet called an egress gateway, and that limits incoming traffic to that subnet, and none of the instances in that subnet can be addressed from the outside world. So it's very similar to the traditional model of the public IPs in a, pri in a public subnet uh, to the private uh, connecting, and then the difference between those and, uh, instances in a private subnet. Um, it is uh, supported uh, by ELB, ALB, as well as a bunch of other services with the uh, caveat that today ALB and ELB will connect back to it with an IPv4 backhaul. Um, but that will be, ch we're, we're very rapidly moving towards that being a fully IPv dual mode or IP dual mode stack. Um, so I think that's super exciting. I was super excited about it because I'm a solution architect and I've just spent a bunch of time talking about how do you pick a partner, so I want to just talk about it anyway. Uh, uh, you know, if there are any questions about that, if there are any questions about what I just talked about, let's hear.